in just a few weeks, most of us here will begin the process of breaking our New Year's resolutions. You're already beginning to think about them and set them. In a few weeks, you're going to begin breaking them. So for just a few moments, if you'll let me, I'd like to talk to you about how we can keep them. It's not that I think bad of you, it's just the reality of the way it is. 62% of all people say they keep none of their resolutions. Uh, 38% of folk uh, never make resolutions at all. They just have already learned their lesson. What's the point of making them? I'm not going to keep them anyway. But 62% of us make them. Actually, 62% of us make them. And... Only 8% of us follow through with our resolutions. Can I see our 8% in here so I know who to call when we need some tasks done at the church? A resolution I want us to look at today is a resolution based upon uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. We heard the scripture. She was blessed. She found favor in the eyes of God. She had this joy, even though she was facing this huge challenge. She has found joy in this idea of being the mother of this, of this baby, but, but how could she do that? And I want us to, to look at today Luke chapter 2. So if you'll open your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. We're just going to look at the resolution for a few minutes, and then I will sit down. We can have lunch. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And suddenly, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find him a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another let us now go to bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the lord has made known to us and they came and with haste found mary and joseph and the babe lying in the manger now when they had seen him they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child and all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds but mary kept all these things and pondered them In her heart. Mary heard all these things and pondered them in your heart. The New Year's resolution that will impact all areas of your life, probably more than any others that you are now making, will as if we resolve to be like Mary in a very important and particular way. Look at verse 18 again. Look at verse 18. It says to us in Luke chapter 2, verse 18, And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I believe that we should all be like Mary and resolve to be like Mary in 2016. 
Luke shares something very special with us in these two verses. Maybe we've read these verses many times. We read this story, the, the boys and I and Christina last night for our worship. We read from Luke chapter two and we read these, these very words. But Luke shares with us something very important in these two verses that we may miss, that, we, that, we've, that we've maybe overlooked at times. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her hearts. Oh, how deeply would our lives be impacted if in 2016 we made a choice to daily ingest the things that we are learning of Jesus, and not only to ingest them, but, but to ponder them in our hearts. If we made a daily decision to, 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 to take the life of Jesus into our hearts and truly see the profundity for which it is. This statement is not simply a, a statement of transition or a, or a filler statement of some sort. Luke has a specific point that he is trying to make. The Bible says in verse 18 that, that those who heard the words of the, of the shepherds, that they marveled at the things which were told to them. They marveled at the things which they were told to them. Then there is this important word. Then there is this important word. But, verse 19... A very important word. It may not seem that important to us when we just read it through casually, but it is a very important word. But, but, in the Greek it's the word day. We can easily read verse 19 after verse 18 and just move on. And Mary heard all these things and she pondered them in her heart and we move on and you may be like my sons who when we were getting to this part and afterwards and I said, okay, we're gonna be done for the night. And they said, no, you gotta go read about the wise men now. That was their thing. You know, you may just see this. Okay, we've done the shepherds. Now we've got to jump ahead and get to the wise men. But this important word is missed. In the English, it is but. In the Greek, it is day. And, and if we don't understand it in the Greek, we may miss the value of this moment. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Why is that little word but important? Why is that little word day important? It is because when it appears there in the Greek, it is for the purpose of comparison. It is for the purpose of comparison. What we actually see here is Luke is not simply just putting in a word as a transition word or, or a transition statement, but he actually is here wanting us, wanting to get our attention and, and to compare something, to compare and contrast something. He wants us to pay special attention to this verse and to compare it and contrast it to what? To compare it and contrast it to what just took place previously. The Bible tells us in verse 19 that, the, that all those who heard from the shepherds, they marveled at what they heard. But in comparison to Mary, who cherished these things, who pondered these things in her heart. Do you know we have a lot of Christians that marvel at things? You know, where a lot of us are just marvelers. We're not really ponderers, we're just marvelers. In a moment, we're kind of enticed by something. You know, we could come into this church. I remember the first time I was ever here was back in 2000 and something. I don't remember when it was. I sat right over here on the left side, and uh, it had just snowed. I came here to speak at Spencerville Adventist Academy in the old school, and I drove all night through a blizzard. You know, because I grew up, in, or I lived in Ohio, and I lived in Michigan and Nebraska, and we don't cancel school for anything. So I was like, I've got to get there because tomorrow I'm speaking for the kids. And I drive all night through this blizzard from Georgia and I, to speak at Spencerville Adventist Academy. And I get there, 
and I'm told school's been canceled. <laughs> so now I'm just hanging out. Okay, well, it's Wednesday. I'm supposed to speak Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll just speak um, the next two days, Thursday and Friday, and we'll be fine. Thursday rolls along. I look outside. It's a beautiful day like it is today. There's snow on the ground, but the sun is shining. The roads are clear, and I look at everything, and school's been canceled. So I went down to D.C. because it was perfectly clear and fine. And then we come to Friday, and they said, you have 15 minutes. <laughs> but I did come to church on Sabbath, and I sat right over here, and I remember looking out there, and I think, man, this is so beautiful. I was marveling at this beautiful, beautiful building. You may marvel at things. We are, we are marvelers. We marvel after, after many things. I was watching the uh, New York City Marathon the other day. I watched the whole thing. Yes, I find it very intriguing to watch someone run down a road for two hours. Anyone else with me? It's, it's great. But I watched Stanley Biwat win the... Uh, New York City Marathon in a time of ten out, two hours, 10 minutes, and 34 seconds. Two hours, 10 minutes, and 34 seconds. Not even the fastest time that's ever won that race. Last year, the gentleman won it, or two years ago, actually, in 208. But two hours, 10 minutes, and 34 seconds. To put that in some perspective so that you can marvel with me, that is a human being running a little more than 12 miles per hour for 26.2 miles. Now, if you're not marveling or impressed, I want you to go find a road today, a straight road, a flat road. You can even go downhill if you want, and you will be marveling after that. Have someone, don't even make them drive 12 miles an hour. Just tell them to drive 10 miles an hour and see how many yards you can keep up. Yes, I said yards. How, how many yards you can keep up with that car? Not miles. How many yards? 12 miles an hour. I marvel at that. We marvel at things that are in this world. But maybe we just marvel for a moment and then we move on. Mary just didn't marvel in the moment. She took it to another level. Luke says, but, or in contrast to those who marveled after these things, Mary kept all these things in her heart and she pondered after them. In other words, Mary allowed what she was hearing, what she was seeing, what she was experiencing, not just to be exciting in the moment, but she allowed those things to to penetrate into her mind and into her life and to completely change her. I want to be like Mary in 2016. I don't simply want to marvel in the moment about something in regards to Jesus, but I want to take it into my life, into my heart, into my mind, and have it change me to transform me for eternity. I don't just want to be a Christian that hears the stories of Jesus and marvels or hears a good message and gets chills for a moment. But I want to be someone that takes it in like Mary does. I want to internalize the ideas. I want to internalize the truths. I want to internalize the life example of Jesus. Not just read his stories and marvel at them and move on, but, but internalize him and the things of Jesus in my life. Only that which enters our life and moves into our hearts and becomes a passion of ours will have an ultimate impact. You know, Stanley Biwat running two hours, 10 minutes, and 34 seconds at a little over 12 miles an hour for 26.2 miles ultimately will in no way change my life. 
it'll, no, it'll in no way change my life. It may motivate me to run for one day, and I am running again. Praise God, amen, pray for me. Thank you to my physical therapist, Tony. Appreciate you getting me on the road. We probably need a checkup. Um, but seeing something like that is not gonna change my life. Sitting in a beautiful church sanctuary for a moment and marveling at the, at the wonder of it and thinking, man, this is such a beautiful place isn't gonna ultimately change my life. Only that which I take and internalize. Only that which I move beyond marveling to, to really pondering and, and bringing into my life will change me. So how does this happen? I believe the answer to that part of the resolution is also found in verse 19. And by the way, I am marveling today and I'm so grateful for the Brockett family and all their decorations that they've done up here. Amen, are we grateful for, for their gifts? So thank you very much. I, I think they're here somewhere. If they're not, you can say thank you to them later. But the answer to how we make this resolution a reality is also found there in verse 19. The Bible says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The word ponder, according to the dictionary, means to consider something carefully. Synonyms for ponder, contemplate, consider, review, reflect on, mull over, meditate on, muse on, deliberate about. I love this one. I love this word. This, I don't know why. This word is always just, I just love this word. Cogitate on. Does anyone else love the word cogitate? Thank you, Bill. Yes. And then some, oh, Rebecca, good. Cogitate. My, my English people. Uh, cogitate on, dwell on, brood on, ruminate on, chew over, puzzle over, turn over in one's mind. These are some, some, some strong words. And this word ponder, we say she pondered it, but, but this is what it, it's, it's meaning something more than that. In the Greek, the word here is saying that Mary... And if you look it up, you can look it up, this Greek word. Mary brought all these actions and all these words and all these truths together in her mind. It wasn't just pondering. She was actually bringing everything that she was observing and she was bringing them together in her mind. In other words, she was asking or she was taking all of it and formulating this understanding. Who is this Jesus that has been born to me? Who is this Jesus? I wonder how many of us have really taken the time to formulate in our minds to bring together all that we have read about Jesus, all that we've been told about Jesus, all that we've witnessed in our own lives about Jesus, all that we've seen in others of examples of Jesus, all that we see in nature relating and teaching us something about Jesus. I wonder how many of us have actually, on a regular basis, brought all that together and pondered those ideas, brought them all together in our minds to gain an understanding and a personal commitment to who Jesus is to us personally. Not who the pastor says he is, not who a friend says he is, not who my parents says he is, not who my upbringing said that he is, but all those things of Jesus, have I brought them together in my own mind, my own personal heart? to understand who he is for me personally. And when Mary did this, folk, it wasn't a one-time thing. Again, the, the, the English language is kind of limited here. The, the word for pondered in our English is the word or in our, that we translate 
pondered in English is the word symbolo in the Greek, and it is a present active participle, and that may not mean anything to you. If you have an English Standard Version and you're following along, you'll see what I'm saying here. The English Standard Version actually translates it right. The rest of them put it as a past tense. But the present active participle, you may say, who cares? Here is why I care. Because it it isn't saying that Mary pondered that in that moment and was done with it. She pondered it and she moved on. The present active participle tells me that this was an ongoing action of her life. In other words, what happened in this moment, she didn't just say, oh man, that was amazing. I'm going to think about that for a moment. And then she moved on. She was pondering it. It was a continual process of her life. It was an ongoing action of her life. Remember when Jesus is 12 years old? Again, the Bible says that she heard these things and she treasured them all. She, she brought them all together in her heart. Again, this present active participle. This was an ongoing thing. I believe in 2016, it was service all well to make a resolution to be like Mary, to ponder Jesus and who Jesus is to us personally. Not just for a moment, but daily. Y'all, if we do this daily, if we made this one resolution and kept this one resolution, it would be impossible for us to not be impacted, not only in this area, but in all areas of our lives. If we took the time to ponder the things of Jesus. Y'all, if we do this daily, it'll be impossible for us not to be impacted. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. To close, I want to put a challenge before you all this day, a challenge to make the following resolution. It is a resolution based on the example of Mary, but also based on the following quote from the wonderful book that was written by one that spent a great deal of, life, of her life pondering the things of Jesus from the great book Desire of Ages. Ellen Wright White wrote these uh, words in, in the book Desire of Ages. Many attend religious services and are refreshed and comforted by the word of God. I hope that can be said of you. But through neglect of meditation, watchfulness, and prayer, they lose the blessing and find themselves more destitute than before they received it. Do you ever feel like, man, I've just got to get to church because I've got to get my blessing back? Why? Oh, it's like everything is just so. Could it be that, that, that through our failure to, to meditate on things throughout the week, to, to spend time, watchfulness, and in prayer about the life of Jesus, that, that we live from almost church service to church service? Young people, I'd encourage you to be mindful of this and, and to be careful of this. I know that when I was in, when I was in high school, uh, my senior year in high school, one of the things that, that I found happening in my life was we would go to these prayer conferences, and it was a prayer conference, and it was this big high, and then it oh, kind of is down. Oh, and then another prayer conference, and we'd have this rush and this rise and this fall and this rise and this fall, and we'd almost built, was, in a way, we're almost conditioned to build our Christianity on the event or on the moment, 
This is why he's saying, many are blessed and refreshed and comforted through religious services, but through neglect of meditation, watchfulness, and prayer, they lose the blessing and find themselves more destitute than before they received it. Often they feel that God has dealt hardly with them. They do not see that the fault is by their own. By separating themselves from Jesus, they have shut away the light of his presence. It would be well for us to spend, anyone know this quote? It would be well for us to spend a thoughtful what? Hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing ones. As we thus dwell upon his great sacrifice for us, our confidence in him will be more constant, our love will be quickened, and we shall be more deeply imbued with his spirit. If we would be saved at last, we must learn the lesson of penitence and humiliation at the foot of the cross. As we associate together, we may be a blessing to one another. If we are Christ, our sweetest thoughts will be of him. We shall love to talk of him. And as we speak to one another of his love, our hearts will be softened by divine influences, beholding the beauty of his character. We shall be changed into the same image from glory to glory. So y'all, I want to challenge you to make a resolution to be like Mary, to internalize the things of Jesus Not just in a moment, but on a consistent basis. To not just marvel at the things of Jesus, but to truly ponder them and carry them in your heart and your mind. Y'all, I could challenge you to spend five minutes a day with Jesus, or or 10, or 15, and that would be better than nothing. I want to encourage you, if that's, that's a start, then that's a start. But I believe we are entering a year, and I believe we are already in that time when we will need Jesus like never before in our history. In fact, it seems like with each passing day, that becomes more and more evident, even as we just look this week. This week, I was so interested in what was taking place in San Bernardino, because I have literally golfed a hundred plus times that little San Bernardino golf club directly across the street from where this took place. I knew right where I was at. I had friends that lived within five minutes of that place, that still live within five minutes of that place. With each passing moment, it becomes more and more evident how much we need Jesus. Not just to marvel at, not just in the moment of religious service, but in every aspect of our lives. So I want to challenge each one of us as a church family to make a resolution right here and right now as a church family. And as guests within our church, we invite you as well. Our friends listening on the internet or through podcast or watching on Vimeo. Let us all resolve today to spend a true, thoughtful hour each day examining the life of Jesus. What would it be if we became, went from marvelers in a moment to true ponderers, like the mother of Jesus, Mary? If we do this, all other resolutions will be mute because this resolution will change Literally, every aspect of our lives. So I want to invite you now to take out your connection cards. And I forgot my connection card back there when I was baptizing someone, so can I take yours, Elmer? Make sure, Elmer, when I'm done with this, you fill it out yourself, all right? Our baptismal candidates will be at the back door when we're going, so you'll be able to say hi to them. But there on the back side, my response to today's sermon, if you'll just pull out your connection card. As I enter the new year... I ask you, Lord, to give me a heart that ponders the things of Jesus 
on a daily basis. On a daily basis. I know my heart is not inclined towards this way. My heart is inclined to get distracted by all kinds of things. Sports and Facebook and Twitter and whatever else it may be. My heart's inclined to get distracted by even the good things that I do of working here at the church and visiting and, and doing different things. But, but nothing should supersede this, this time with God. And so I ask God to give you a heart. I ask God to give me a heart that ponders the things of Jesus on a daily basis. If you want me to pray about something for you to give up, that next one is I will give up blank to make room for Jesus. Hey, we wanna be very practical here, right? It's easy for me to say, hey, I'm gonna spend that extra hour with Jesus. I have no idea where that hour is coming from. I'm just gonna move along and say it here in the moment. But maybe God is pressing you right now. There's some place in your life that you say, I can give that extra hour. Maybe you, like me, I've done this before, you can go and time yourself how much time you actually spend on the internet. You'll find, oh, I've got some extra time. Ponder how many times you just walk around in circles doing nothing. I haven't actually timed myself in that, but I should because I do it sometimes. And then finally, please pray for me to make Jesus a priority. Please pray for me to make Jesus a priority, whatever it is in your life. We are so blessed to have the word of God. The word of God shares with us so many wonderful truths about Jesus. How would it be if we spent a thoughtful hour each and every day looking at that life of Jesus and being transformed? Could 2016 be the greatest year of our lives, no matter what evil's in store? May it still be the greatest year because we are growing closer and closer to Jesus day by day. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for calling us to be like Mary. Lord, we thank you for her example, this young girl, that she just didn't marvel in the moment, but she she took those things and she internalized them and she allowed them to change her life. And Jesus, though you were her son, she didn't just follow you because you were her earthly son. She followed you because she saw in you her savior. Lord, I pray that each one of us will explore all the things of Jesus and we too will see in you our savior, the one who can make all the difference in the world in our life. In your name we pray, amen.